we saw 22 horror films. When Raymond stole a bottle of whiskey from a supermarket in order to introduce me to alcohol, I giggled drunkenly for two hours at Raymond's convulsive fits of vomiting. My first pair of long trousers were a pair belonging to Raymond, which he had given to me as a present on my thirteenth birthday. On Raymond they had, like all his clothes, stopped four inches short of his ankles, bulged at the thigh, bagged at the groin, and now, as if a parable for our friendship, they fitted me like tailor-maids. In fact, so well did they fit me, so comfortable did they feel, that I wore no other trousers for a year. And then there were the thrills of shoplifting. The idea, as explained to me by Raymond, was quite simple. You walked into Foyle's bookshop, crammed your pockets with books and took them to a dealer on the Mile End Road who was pleased to give you half their cost price. For the very first occasion, I borrowed my father's overcoat, which trailed the pavement magnificently as I swept along. I met Raymond outside the shop. He was in shirt sleeves because he had left his coat on the underground, but he was certain he could manage without one anyway. So we went into the shop. While I stuffed into my many pockets a selection of slim volumes of prestigious verse, Raymond was concealing on his person the seven volumes of the very Aurum edition of the works of Edmund Spencer. For anyone else, the boldness of the act might have offered some chance of success, but Raymond's boldness had a precarious quality, closer, in fact, to a complete detachment from the realities of the situation. The under-manager stood behind Raymond as he plucked the books from the shelf. The two of them were standing by the door, as I brushed by with my own load, and I gave Raymond, who still clasped the tomes about him, a conspiratorial smile, and thanked the under-manager, who automatically held the door open for me. Fortunately, so hopeless was Raymond's attempt at shoplifting, so idiotic and transparent his excuses that the manager finally let him go liberally assuming him to be, I suppose, mentally deranged. And finally, and perhaps most significantly, Raymond acquainted me with the dubious pleasures of masturbation. At the time I was twelve, the dawn of my sexual day. We were exploring a cellar on a bombsite, poking around to see what the dossers had left behind, when Raymond, having lowered his trousers as if to have a piss, began to rub his prick with a coruscating vigour, inviting me to do the same. I did, and soon became suffused with a warm, indistinct pleasure which intensified to a floating, melting sensation, as if my guts might at any time drift away to nothing. And all this time our hands pumped furiously. I was beginning to congratulate Raymond on his discovery of such a simple, inexpensive, yet pleasurable way of passing the time, and at the same time wondering if I couldn't dedicate my whole life to this glorious sensation. And I suppose looking back now, in many respects I have, I was about to express all manner of things when I was lifted by the scruff of the neck, my arms, my legs, my insides, hailed, twisted, racked, and producing for all this two dollops of sperm which flipped over Raymond's Sunday jacket. It was Sunday, and dribbled into his breast pocket. Hey, he said, breaking with his action. What did you do that for? 
still recovering from this devastating experience, I said nothing. I couldn't say anything. I show you how to do this, harangued Raymond, dabbing delicately at the glistening jism on his dark jacket, and all you can do is spit. And so by the age of fourteen I had acquired, with Raymond's guidance, a variety of pleasures which I rightly associated with the adult world. I smoked about ten cigarettes a day, I drank whiskey when it was available, I had a connoisseur's taste for violence and obscenity, I had smoked the heady resin of cannabis sativa, and I was aware of my own sexual precocity. Though oddly it never occurred to me to find any use for it, my imagination as yet unnourished by longings or private fantasies. And all these pastimes were financed by the dealer in the Mile End Road. For these acquired tastes, Raymond was my Mephistopheles.